the oh. pride of Oakland. Now, back to BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. All right, let's hope for a little life here from the Ville. USC was getting ready to go up three scores, interception in the end zone, and now Louisville back the other way. They are in the red zone against USC, trailing 28-14. to They close as four-and-a-half-point favorites. Ted and I were a little confused by that line movement, why it kept coming down, but uh, clearly some people knew something. They knew that USC's uh, quarterback Miller was going to be cooking. Yeah. The guy with two last names. Miller Moss was going to be cooking. So uh, some are saying that Caleb Williams might be a system quarterback. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, we've only seen him in Lincoln Riley's system. Yeah, so. th- this is true. By the way, our... Oklahoma State Cowboys playing great today as well. That they are. 17-6. Another touchdown. Mike Gundy's son rushes it in. So a good job there from our Cowboys. They've kept AM two short field goals. They've been able to score a couple touchdowns. Love to see it. 17-6. We need Louisville to get into the end zone, though. Jack Plummer's going to take off. He's going to get the first. Don't fumble. Oh, we got a flag, though. God, is Louisville going to put me into the sweat chamber in our final oh, hour? I got know. Louisville getting over 33 and a half. I need them to get into the end zone you here. Know I think gonna... Oklahoma State, we might be okay in the timing. Yeah, timing might not work out, but Louisville might force us into a, a late sweat chamber. Oh, yeah, yeah. We got a holding penalty on Louisville. So, right. In fairness, at least with this holding penalty, like the worst holding penalties are the ones that are away from the play. This one was somewhat near the play. Uh, it wasn't good. I love your optimism. I, I, I'm just trying to be positive. You know. uh, yeah, I hate all holding penalties. I personally. hate them all, too. Unless, but, uh, you know, I'm not betting on that team, then uh, then it's fine. All right, more NFL futures, Denton. AP Defensive Player of the Year. It's it's a tight race. Micah Parsons, Miles Garrett. Yeah, Micah Parsons minus 105. Miles Garrett's plus 110. TJ Watt is plus 400. We got something in the studio flying around. What? Miles Garrett isn't the prohibited favorite. Oh, I thought you. I thought there was like a bug or something. Yeah, it's the bug that's Micah Parsons being at the top of the favorites. Are they kidding me? Miles Garrett is the best defensive player in fo- PJ. At one point, I don't know if you've seen this video. If you haven't, you got to find this video. At one point early in the season against the Tennessee Titans, they were moving Miles oh, Garrett. Oh, I saw that. The tight ends. They were moving yeah. Miles Garrett before the play started. And the Titans kept motioning the tight ends as he moved. It was was one of the most ludicrous things that you will see in professional football. With all due respect to Micah Parsons, he's a great player. I don't think there's anybody better at defensive end or just at defense in general right now than Miles Garrett. Look outside the stats a little bit. I got four eyes. Not everybody has that luxury. But I watch games. Watch with your eyes. You won't find anybody better than Miles Garrett. He is a dominating force. That dude might sack, insert Jets quarterback here, whoever ends up playing. He might sack him 12 times this week. That offensive line is bad. He is not. Oh. Man, you think Miles Garrett's the best one, huh? I really do, if that wasn't clear. I mean, I, I've been thinking he's the best from the jump, too, by the way. Um, we have a, a Louisville touchdown, by the way. Let's 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 see the replay. Make sure he got in. Oh, that's a touchdown. That's a touchdown. Tutties. Nice. Um, gosh, Denton, who's the best of the three? Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, or T.J. Watt? See, the argument for T.J. Watt is that 
the difference between the Steelers winning and losing when he is on the field is insane. For a non-quarterback. I'm looking at our screen right now, but I had no idea his name was Trent Jordan. I didn't either. I was I was looking at that. I was like, is that a typo? And then I was like, oh, no, wait, TJ? Yeah, that makes sense. Trent Jordan. How I had no that? idea. No idea either. The things you learn, huh? I I think TJ Watt. Oof, God, Michael Parsons is so good, too. I don't know. Can I have all three of them? Is that an option? You can have Miles Garrett. <laughs> That's the best option right there. I don't know, man. See, like, as a Ravens fan, mm, TJ Watt scares me more. I don't know. He I, does. I feel like... He plays better against the Ravens than Miles does. He does. So that's why I think... I, yeah, it's I close, feel like Miles My, Garrett, to me, though, is a more... I feel like he's the most dominating guy. Yeah, that's, of this Of this group. Like, I think the other guys sure. obviously put up really good numbers. I mean, TJ Watt has had iconic seasons uh, in his time with Pittsburgh. But I feel like even now he has 17 sacks, which is insane. But I feel like Miles Garrett is a dominating force. That's what separates him in my eyes here. Fair enough. Offensive rookie of the year. Like, I get Stroud's the favorite. He's going to win the award. Should he be minus 800, though? Like, he's missed the last two weeks. Puka's been insane. Jameer Gibbs has been awesome. Sam Laporte has been great. Again, CJ should be the fave, but, like, the dude has missed the last two weeks. While Puka and Jameer Gibbs have been putting up big-time numbers, I mean... Just feels like for value alone, like maybe take a shot at Puka if he. Continues. Yeah, I mean Puka Nakua would be the the guy. I'm stunned right. that he's, yeah. What is he? Eighteen to one. Like, what if the Texans lose out? Right, Stroud looks like he's going to be back this week. What if they lose to the Titans at home? What if they lose at Indianapolis? What if the Rams like beat San Francisco? Puka has like two or three touchdowns. Now, I mean, now is the time to jump on Puka Nakua. I would think so. I, I don't think you're going to get better odds with a realistic chance of him winning that award than now. By the way, the Lions uh, reaching to get Jameer Gibbs at number 12. That, that was a good pick. Dude's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Also, he Sam Laporta. Good. People were thinking Sam Laporta, Dalton Kincaid. Laporta's pretty good, too. Yeah, Laporta's you pretty know, good. Iowa tight ends, they're, they're not terrible, Dan. I, I hope that they're I live terrible. long enough to see a tight end win Rookie of the Year. <laughs> I, I I am ready for that to be a reality. I just don't know if this year is that year. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, Coach of the Year, we talked about Dan Campbell and Kevin Stefanski. Would you take Would you take a shot at anybody else? Like, would you go Shane Steichen with the Colts at plus 650? D'Amico no. Ryan's but. D'Amico Ryans, I could I could listen to that argument. I think when C.J. Stroud was healthy and it was kind of at the height of him playing his best football, there was a much better argument for D'Amico Ryans. I think he would be the only other guy that I would listen to the conversation because like if you just look at some of the best teams, right? Like John Harbaugh's a really good coach. He he's not winning Coach of the Year. Mike McDaniel's not winning Coach of the Year. You, I mean Stefanski, as we as we've mentioned, he mm -hmm. he'd be up up there. But like Kyle Shanahan's not winning coach no. of the year. The, um, he's up there every year, and I never understand why. I think he's a great I, head coach. I, do too. I love Kyle Shanahan, but he's not winning coach of the no. year. Like Sirianni's not winning coach of the year, especially this year. I mean, this year's been not a disaster for Philadelphia, but it, it feels like they are coming up short of what their expectations were. So I think it's a three-person race, but it's really a two-person race. <sighs> Man. We forget how bad the Colts and the Texans were last year. We really do. Texans, obviously, the number two overall pick. The Colts in the number four overall pick. Do you remember when Jeff Saturday was coaching football games, Denton? It's how yeah, bad. Yeah, the Antonio Pierce thing has worked out way better. 
Way, way better. better. Way better, yeah. man. Yeah, I think they found their head coach. I think Steichen still got a shot. I mean, he lost Anthony Richardson. Jonathan Taylor didn't play a bunch of games this season. Minshew's been good. They still have a chance to make the playoffs. Like, again, I think this is going to be Stefanski's award. You like Dan Campbell. I think it's going to be one of those two guys. But, man, the job Steichen and D'Amico have done really, really good for those two teams. Do we have any other awards then we got offensive player of the year between McCaffrey I mean it's gonna be McCaffrey right yes the offensive player of the year which should be renamed to hey sorry you're not a quarterback and didn't win MVP exactly because that's really what it comes down to I I really don't like the offensive player of the year well a defensive player of the year I'd get because we're not giving a defensive guy MVP even if it's justified because there are a couple years where Aaron Donald should have been MVP. There was nobody better at football mm-hmm. than Aaron Donald, but he's not a quarterback. So I don't love Offensive Player of the Year. I think it's kind of a cop-out because people don't want to bet other positions for MVP. But I would look at Christian McCaffrey and say, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd give him I'd give him the one. Fair enough. All right, let's go to college football, Dan. Let's start breaking down some of these bowl games. We'll get into all of them. You know, if you have any plays in any of them, you let me know. We'll start with tomorrow. We got four games tomorrow. Ten. The first game tomorrow. is at 11 a.m. What a gift to us all. One after the other after the other. Oh, it's just a beautiful thing. Number 24, SMU at Boston College. SMU favored by 10.5. The over-under is 48 SMU very quietly is one of the best teams in college football on both sides of the ball, right? So many times in college, you get an elite offensive team, <clears throat> USC, with a terrible defensive <laughs> team, right? Or vice versa, great defense, terrible offense. SMU Iowa. this year, Iowa, thank you. SMU, really good offensive and defensive team. Rhett Lashley's done an awesome job. They won the AAC, defeating Tulane. Going up against Jeff Hapley and Boston College. Don't love this game. If you had to make me take a side, I'd probably go under 48. But uh, this is uh, this game is is not an official play for me. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're SMU is a good team. They're they're a fun team to watch. I am uh, thrilled they're playing in this bowl game because that means they're not New Year Six. True. Um, True. So I am uh, I, I, I'm thrilled that they're playing in this bowl game. Mm-hmm. I think they're a really good team. I, I like this number. Now it is weird seeing a team that next year will be a Power Five team, but this year is not a Power Five team being 11 and a half point favorites against a power five team like that's a unique position to be in i think boston college is talented but i would if i if you're forcing me to to play this game smu would be the side here i think there's just they were playing some of the best football of anybody towards the end of the season like Tulane was on a little bit of the downward slope mm-hmm. when they got to the aac championship they just had a lot of a lot of struggles with teams they should have wiped the floor with. But SMU, like you mentioned, they got it on both sides of the ball. So I like SMU covering the, uh, the lay in the 11 and a half. All right, big number. Denton's ride with the favorite there. This next game might be my favorite game of the entire bowl season. I love Rutgers so much. So much so that I might get swag to rock if they win this game because of how much money I have on them. Now, I got them at plus two and a half. They're now minus two. I think they're going to close at minus three tomorrow. The total is 41 and a half. Dan, this is everything you look for in a bowl game, dude. I mean, Rutgers is your classic team that's going to be motivated. Like, they had a great season in the Big Ten. They're going to muck up this game, keep it ugly. They got a good defense. Greg Schiano just uh, signed that big contract extension. This game is in the Bronx. It's the Pinstripe Bowl. Obviously, they're in New Jersey. They're close to home. They get to play against a big brand school in Miami, who's obviously a warm-weather school that's got to travel to New York City 
in December, like it's going to be a disaster. There's going to be no motivation. Tyler Van Dyke, their quarterback, already transferred out to Wisconsin. This team had ACC championship aspirations, maybe even playoff. Their season was never the same after that loss to Georgia Tech. Give me Rutgers, baby. Yeah, no, no motivation might help Miami. So I'm going to take Miami in, in this one because when they're motivated, they make dumb decisions and <laughs> God, Mario Cristobal can recruit, and thank God he can because some of his play calls and decision-making, not exactly uh, uh, what you were hoping for when you paid him all that money. If you're the University of Miami, shout-out to the U. But I like Miami in this one just because the clash of styles is interesting. Rutgers, as you mentioned, muck it up kind of a team. Miami a little bit more offensively driven, uh, if you will, at least aerially driven. Mm -hmm. So I think we'll see a really unique clash. This is what bowl games are for, right? You would never see this matchup in a regular season. I'm glad we're seeing it in this one. Yep. I'm going to go over 41 and a half. Huh? I think we'll see wow. some I think we'll see some offense in this one. Gosh, you're a brave soul betting the over in a Rutgers game. Good for I know. you. I USC always oh, going to the end zone. Oh god, and he had him too. Thank What is Louisville's defense doing? Not good. Not o playing well. Oklahoma State still up 17 to 6, Six 550 yeah. to go in the second quarter. Uh, and they got the ball right now on a third down and four at their own 42-yard line. Next game up is NC State and Kansas State. I like K-State here laying the two and a half. For me, this is all about the coaches. I cannot stand Dave Dorn. I think he's terrible. I think he's overrated. Kansas State, meanwhile, love me some Chris Kleiman. Kansas State knows what they are, and I love that about them, their identity. They're well-coached on both sides of the ball. Physical, want to run, good defense. NC State, man, is like one of those teams, too, that they're just like, they commit dumb penalties. They do things that when you bet on them, they just drive you crazy. And you say, I'm never going to bet on this team again. Like, they're one of those. No chance I can bet NC State. Give me the Purple Cats, minus two and a half. Who's playing quarterback for Kansas State? Now, that is a good question. Because Will they, Howard is in the portal. Will Howard's in the portal. You know, Will Howard was looking at going to school, PJ? Liberty? USC. Oh, that's right. I don't know if he's going to be going to USC after <laughs> Miller Moss is out here carving one of the ACC championship participants on national television. But this is the game that I, this is one of the games where I'm the most frustrated, PJ, because I have no idea who's playing. You know, it's it's been such a, a, a transfer portal kind of madness situation. I, I, I just, I don't know who's playing. I loved Kansas State when Will Howard was the quarterback. He led him to a couple of really big wins, and I loved watching him play. But because I don't know who's playing, I, I can't I can't get a feel for what to anticipate in, in this one. I think Kansas State's the better team, but I just I, I don't know. So I would I'm staying away from this one personally. Fair enough. Next up, we got the Alamo Bowl, Arizona and Oklahoma. We talked about this game with Chris Plank earlier on in the show. He likes his Sooners to roll by two scores. Two scores. I'm completely the other way. Give me Arizona minus two and a half. It's one of my favorite teams in college football, folks. If you haven't watched them, you should tomorrow night. They're awesome. Good offensive team, good defense, well-coached, good receivers. Their quarterback takes care of the football. I just love them. As I mentioned, three losses this year, two in overtime, and Washington by seven points. They won six straight to end the year. They're one of the hottest teams in the country. Might be the second-best team in the Pac-12, potentially. Maybe it's Oregon. Maybe it's maybe it's Arizona. We'll find out tomorrow. Jackson Arnold gets his shot, too. Denton will give you his thoughts on the other side of the break. We'll run through the other bowl games and get uh, into some of our best bets and how they're looking as we monitor these bowl games here on BetMGM Tonight. P.J. Glasser, Denton Day.
It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more BetMGM Tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL. Homa, uh, how did we not mention this fact? Baker Mayfield over the weekend becomes the first visiting quarterback to have a perfect passer rating playing at Lambeau Field. Four touchdowns, no interceptions, and now his Bucks are in first place in the NFC South. Do we not need to at least mention old Baker doing big things for the Bucks? Baker and the Bucks. Yeah, it's going to go to Baker Mayfield for me. <laughs> But yeah, you've got to be, you've just got to be smarter with the football at this time of year. You want to be trending in the right direction and playing your best football this season. And Jacksonville's just kind of sitting there. And I think you nailed it, which is are the Jags serious contenders? Kind of on paper, because it looks like they can beat virtually anyone. And they do have a franchise quarterback and they have weapons and they have a good head coach. But until we see it, all they are is. You know, it's like Bill Parcells said back in the day. You are what your record says you are. And the Jaguars are a good team, but they are not a great team. And now we're getting to the point of the season where, look, you don't have a whole lot of time to sort of fix these glaring errors and become so much better. You can, but you got to do it right now. You don't want to go into the postseason limping. No, of course not. Um, I'm looking at their schedule, and I'm trying to justify this statement. And... I'm not sure if the Jags can compete with the cream and the crop Mm -hmm. because you look at that game. uh, This was back in September. Maybe not a good example. Chiefs beat them 17-9. They got absolutely smoked by the 49ers, which most teams do. But I think they're only, like, really solid win this year. And, like, all wins are solid. I should, you know, quantify my statement there. But looking at that game against the Texans in which the Texans actually had C.J. Stroud, because that's the other thing Mm -hmm. about the AFC South. Now the Jags look like they have a clean pathway because the Texans don't have C.J. Stroud, although the Texans did win over the weekend against my Titans. So I'm not sure. I always want to believe in the Jags because there's been years past where they have played the Chiefs closely, and you know sometimes their defense over the past decade has really got them uh, you know, into some big games, notably those years that they had Blake Bortles at the helm. But still, I don't yeah. know. I feel like the Jags are one of those teams that – I don't know. They're just meh. Yes, sir. If he's a game manager, Uh what is Russell Wilson? Oh, he's a game destroyer. (laughs) Game destroyer. He's a game game destroyer. Just ask Sean Payton. I mean, (laughs) you you saw what Sean felt about uh, about Russell after that offside play uh, there there late in the game. Oh yeah. Oh no. Russell Wilson is a is a game destroyer, and uh, 
and Zach Wilson takes the game out of the, you know, like back, remember kids, there was a time you had to put the game into the machine, (laughs) into your PlayStation or your Nintendo. You had to put it in. He takes it out, smashes it on the ground a few times, and then just looks at you like, what are you going to do about it? Because that's what happened with the New York Jets today. I don't know what you get for Justin Fields though, right? It's what whatever a team is willing to pay. I mean, that's yeah. The field you get bears, a second round pick. I can't get a. You're gonna get you're gonna get a first round pick for Justin Fields. I don't think so. No, second I would think. Second, third. I mean, it's the big unknown. Like Chicago controls, they control so much because, like you said, they're gonna have the number one pick and what they decide to do. I just cannot see them two straight years sticking with Justin Fields instead of trying to go and get their quarterback we both agree we think fields could turn out to be a really good player but i don't know jp i mean if drake may or caleb williams turns out to be an absolute monster like most think he will i mean they're gonna they're gonna regret that forever so even if the thing about it is it's like the whole bird in hand thing right is that you kind of know what you have with certain guys We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. All right, they're reviewing a critical fourth down in Louisville and USC. We're going to get the call. Trojans up 28-21, five Come minutes on, to go, third quarter. After further review, and the first down Oh, stands. damn it. First down I stands. can't read lips. Three. I thought he said first down the other way. So, damn. <laughs> So the first down stands, USC is in the red zone and uh, with a chance to add to their lead. They're currently seven-and-a-half-point favorites right now against Louisville. Oklahoma State, they are 16-and-a-half-point favorites. They're up 17-6, to getting the ball back against Texas A&M. As Denton and I continue to run through these games, so first and 10 at the 12 for USC. Denton, I'll get your thoughts here on Arizona-Oklahoma in a second. So we watched this first down play. USC to the end zone, and there's a Damn, touchdown. that was a hell of a throw from this dude with two last names, Miller Moss. Miller Moss. I keep wanting to call him Mason Miller, and I don't know. Mason Miller is somebody, and I don't know. Also, we got to discuss the Holiday Bowl patches. Is that not patches. offensive offsides, by the way? Yeah, probably was. Kadarius uh, Tony. The yeah. Holiday Bowl all, uh, patches are Huge. massive. Yeah, they are. It's like the Kansas logo in basketball on their floor. You know what I'm talking about? The big bird? Like, I understand, with all due respect, I'm sure the people that run the Holiday Bowl, great. Great humans, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. If you're the Peach Bowl, big patch. Rose Bowl, big patch. Fiesta Bowl, big patch. The Holiday Bowl, I don't know if you're deserving of that big of a patch. Well, Like, it- look, it nearly takes up an entire... Now, some of these USC guys are all scrawny. But it takes up, like, the entire shoulder yeah, it does. of some of these dudes. Have you ever seen a football game at a baseball stadium, by the way? In person, no. I have seen it, but in person, no. No, I haven't seen it yeah. in person either. No. Our guy Dylan said he's going to the uh, he's going to the SMU-Boston College game tomorrow. We got See, we got a lot of Fenway guys. Park. We got a lot of us Fenway going Pack. to games. So he's going to a game. You're going yeah. to the Rose Bowl. I'm going to the Fiesta Bowl. Yep. A lot of us are traveling for some college football. I'm with it. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Graham. Mason Miller, Creighton basketball player, son of Mike Miller. There you go. I knew that name. Saturday Mike Friday. Miller? No, it wasn't crazy. Mike Miller. Yeah. Like the goat Mike Miller? Yeah, that one. 
with like Mike, sh- wait, Mike Miller got no, a son in college? Mike Miller like throwing the shoe, played for the Miami Heat with LeBron and all of them. All right, yeah. all right, hold on. First of all, real Mike Miller fans know he's from the Grizzlies, but anyway. That too. He is from the Grizzlies. That was my first ever basketball jersey. I'm not a Grizzlies really? fan at all. Mike but, Miller yeah. was your guy. I mean, my parents saw a white guy that shoots threes. They're like, let's get it. Let's get this one for my son. Mike Miller. Love it. Uh It's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> you know, everybody. Yeah, Grant is just he's our Siri essentially, right? Like when we have a question, we just ask, ask Grant. He throws it in the uh, in the chat. Love it. Arizona, Oklahoma, in the Alamo Bowl. So our guy Chris Plank likes the Sooners. I like Arizona. Denton, you're the uh, you're the sway here. Uh, I am the sway. You know what jumps out to me about this one is fifty nine and a half seems like a huge number. Arizona. What really stood out to to me about Arizona was not their offense, CJ. It was it was their defense, uh, and the way that when they played USC, they stifled them. And when they played Washington, they stifled them. Uh, so they played good offenses, really really strong on defense. So fifty nine and a half seems like a big time number when you also consider that Oklahoma's defense was really really good at points. I mean, in that game against Texas in the Red River Shootout. It felt like Oklahoma at times was playing defense with 15 guys on the field. The way they were just swarming and the speed of the guys on that defense. So I think I actually like the under in this one. I know I'm not supposed to be betting unders because who bets unders these days, right? And you're supposed to bet whatever makes you money. That's true. And if you think um, that's an under, but I, yeah, I you feel say like the, loud and proud. I feel like the under is the way to go here. As far as the actual game itself, I would lean Oklahoma to cover the number. Not to win the game, but to cover the number. If you can find it at three, I would say jump on it at three. As I'm looking, it's kind of it's coming down a little bit. I've seen two and a half. Certain books, PJ, have it at at one and a half. If you can find it at three, though, I would take Oklahoma to cover the three. Mm, all right, so Den's on Oklahoma. I guess I'll just be over here solo rooting on my Arizona Wildcats. I, I will say I was stunned when Plank said two scores. Like two, two, yeah, two scores. A lot of scores. That, that's that, a lot of scores. That is a lot of scores. Uh, you know what else we need a lot of scores from Louisville because they need to win this game by seven points, and I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, you bet them to cover the seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took the over for the game too. So that's no, that hit. So oh yeah, something. I mean that's good. It was at fifty-eight. I literally need three more points to push and one more touchdown. Yeah, so I feel pretty good about that one. We'll get that. But uh, Louisville covering, don't think we'll get that. Clemson, will they cover against Kentucky? Minus five. The total is forty-four and a half in that game. Think that's another good game to possibly bet an under. You know what though, Denton? Dabo Sweeney told us to buy stock in Clemson. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. So I'm taking Kentucky plus the five. Thank you very uh, much. Can I give a round of applause to Dabo Sweeney? Why is that? He went to the transfer portal. Did he? He, he did. Wow. Round of applause. And my, they say people can't change. My favorite stat at the beginning of the season, Clemson had gone to the transfer portal literally twice. That is not a hyperbole. They had gotten two guys from the transfer portal they were both quarterbacks that never really ended up playing. It was baffling to see that happen. I'm just proud of Dabo Sweeney for finally joining in on the fun, recognizing the direction that this sport is moving, and getting to the transfer portal. Good I you. like Clemson against Kentucky. Kentucky's one of those weird teams to mm-hmm. me this season. Uh, very hot and cold 
They played really well against good teams. They played their competition. Yep. And because I don't view Clemson as a great team this year, I don't think you're going to get a great performance from Kentucky. So I like Clemson in this one. I do think Clemson's defense this year has been pretty solid. And offensively, well, their defense was pretty solid this year. Yeah, You know what I mean? The Cade Klubnick experiment, I think, is kind of over with. I'm going to... I just I didn't love him this year. I mm-hmm. think there was a lot of really questionable decisions that he made. Of course, the one where he took it into his own hands and Dabo kind of reamed him in the media about that afterwards. Yeah, there were some things about the him this season that I didn't love, but I do think Clemson ends up ends up getting the win. No, I do too. I, I like Clemson minus five as well. I think their defense. Devin Leary, I was never high on him. He's had some up and down moments for Kentucky this season, but. You know, Kentucky's going to want to troll the game at the line of scrimmage. They're going to want to run the ball. I think that plays right into Clemson's hands. I think Klubnik plays well. So, uh, give me Clemson. Minus five. Notre Dame and Oregon State. Boy, this is an interesting game. No Sam Hartman for Notre Dame. They're playing against Oregon State, who's got so much turnover with, obviously, their head coaching staff and Jonathan Smith going to Michigan State and taking a bunch of guys with them. We saw today when Virginia Tech played Tulane, and Tulane had so many coaches. They were without their head coach, their OC, their DC, their wide receiver. It's going to be similar vibes with Oregon State, who's also going to be without their quarterback, DJ Uyunglele. I mean, I I like Notre Dame in the game, under the 6.5. I think they cover. This is a game where I think a team could win by two scores. So uh, I like like Notre Dame in this one. That total also feels too low, like 41.5. Like, Notre Dame's still got some dudes, man. I know Hartman's not playing. I, I think they can... I think they could score. I think Oregon State could score some points too. So I don't know like if I, I don't know if I trust Oregon State to score points. I really love Jonathan Smith. Me too. He is a hell of a football coach. Mm-hmm. I like I do hope that Oregon State shows up playing for pride. Yeah, this is this is their last season in the last game really as a member of the Pac twelve conference. I hope they end this season on a positive note, but at the same time, Notre Dame is more talented. You're not going to get me saying that very often mm. against a Power 5 team, but Notre Dame is more talented than Oregon State, even with some of the opt-outs and the transfer portal guys. I can't in good faith bet Oregon State to cover the six. I hope Again, I hope I'm wrong, but for the sake of making money here, we're not playing the emotional strings. I'm playing the green dollar bill strings. I'm taking Notre Dame to lay, to, to lay the six. We got an Ollie Gordon touchdown for Oklahoma State. 13 play, 83-yard drive, score another touchdown. We're going to get a hold here from Louisville, who uh, oh, it was second and 15. Now it's going to be second and 25. 214 to go in the third quarter. Yeah, I don't even know if I'm going to sweat this one. No. I was hoping I would, but I just... Oh, face mask defense. Hey, hey, hey. Don't you love that? Look at that. I mean, wow. All right, we'll take it. There you go. Love to see that. Uh, Memphis and Iowa State is up next. Denton, this game is crazy because Iowa State's favored by 10.5, and and this game is at the home of Memphis. It's the Liberty Bowl. (laughs) It's a home game for Memphis, and they're ten and a half dogs to Iowa State. Makes no sense. We get, well. What is this formation from? Look at this. What do we have here? What I, how the, do you even explain this to the radio audience? What in the Jim Zorn I don't know. is this? But promise me when I tell you it's awesome, and I hope Louisville scores. They won't. But that they was got five yards. They literally had like three six offensive yards. linemen on the line of scrimmage. It was one of those plays, and they got six yards. Effective. We'll take that every time. But, I mean, what what are you – this Memphis-Iowa State line is just – like, it could only be Iowa State or pass. It's like you look at Virginia Tech and you're like, how can Virginia Tech possibly be laying 13 against a team? That's what that line closed at. How – what? They cover. 
So how is Iowa State favored by ten and a half in this game? Makes no sense. Could only be Iowa State or pass for me. I don't. I'm not playing the game. Yeah, I'm not playing. I'm not playing this one. I don't. I don't know if I've watched enough Memphis football to truly feel good about them. Hmm. That's fair. Yeah, you know, I, I, you and I both watch a lot of college football. Yeah, like a lot, a lot. It's literally our job to watch college football. Mm-hmm. Wasn't watching a lot of Memphis games. No, just did didn't didn't come through on the docket I for your boy on a Saturday. Agreed. I did watch a lot of Missouri and Ohio State though, and I got to tell you I that did uh, too. Missouri was one of my favorite bets of bowl season, especially when they were a plus six. Because yeah. I'm like, all right, Ohio Missouri State. was one of my favorite bets the entire season. Man, I was like, Ohio State's gonna have so many guys that are gonna opt out. Missouri's never been in New Year's Six bowl before. This is gonna be their Super Bowl. They've literally only had two losses this year. They were to LSU and Georgia. They're a really good team. And the more I've started to think about it, and it looks like Ohio State's not going to have as many opt-outs as we once thought. And, um, you know, I worry about it. It's like Missouri, they're at their best when they're running the ball with Cody Schrader. And I'm like, that Ohio State defense is really good, man. That front seven's really good. That run defense is really good. So Missouri was plus six. Then they were minus three at one point. And now money's starting to come back in on Ohio State at minus three. So... Now, for me, absolutely loving Missouri. This game's kind of becoming a stay away for me. If anything, I'm kind of leaning towards Ohio State in the game. Yeah, I don't love the line movement. Now, you said you've been thinking about it and turning the wrong way. I just haven't thought about it yet, so I'm still new to the process. Mm. Um, I love Cody Schrader. I think he's a difference maker. Luther Burton III is going to play as, as well. I don't know if Ohio State has enough offensive firepower to hang with Missouri. Mm-hmm. God, that sentence sounds weird. <laughs> it sounds like I'm talking about like college basketball or something when I say that. But I, just looking at what they have, maybe Devin Brown is the answer. But also, if he was the answer, damn, it feels late playing him now, doesn't it? Because it felt like Ohio State this entire season was a quarterback away from reaching where they wanted to get to. Kyle McCord was a decent quarterback at best, but seeing as Ohio State for years has had great quarterbacks, it was very apparent they were not at the same level that they've been at for the past, well, really since Ryan Day has taken over, really since Urban Meyer had had taken over. So if Devin Brown was really that guy, why wasn't he playing earlier? So that taking into consideration, I actually like Missouri in, in this. I, as I mentioned, the line movement frightens me a little bit, but I'm leaning in favor of Missouri. I just think they're flat out a good football team. I do too. Oh, man, the more I think about it, though, I just that Ohio State front seven scares me. So I'm, I think I'm going to stay away. Uh, we'll see what happens. Maybe there's some more line movement before that game kicks off. Ole Miss is four and a half point dogs against Penn State. This game I do like. I like Penn. I like Ohio. Uh, Ole Miss plus the points and on the money line. I think they win the game, folks. Ole Miss is going to be one of the best teams in the SEC next year. They're going to be a problem. So watch out for the Rebels. A lot of transfers. Lane Kiffin's building that thing the right way. The only two losses that Ole Miss had this season at Bama, at Georgia. Not so bad. Uh, So they're not going to be intimidated against Penn State, who doesn't create any explosive plays on offense. Um, And I think Ole Miss's offense is going to give Penn State some issues. You know, when you're not used to it and all the different razzle-dazzle that Ole Miss can throw at you, I think this is a building block game for Kiffin. He's like, guys, look. We, the th- knock on Kiffin is that he really hasn't won any big games at Ole Miss. He did beat LSU this year, which was like kind of his game. This would be another good one. Penn State's number 10 in the country. They got a really good defense. They're going to be without Chop Robinson. But I like Ole Miss in this spot. I think they show up. I think I think they win the game outright. I am begging 
begging Penn State, just let Drew Aller throw it deep. This game doesn't mean anything. Try some explosive plays. Try a little bit of trickery. Like, just see what you got with the kid, man. We watched them against good teams, and I was thinking, I would thought at numerous times this year, PJ, I was like, man, you know, this Penn State team looks really good. They got defense. I was believing the hype with Drew Aller. And then they play Ohio State, and all the hype deflated quicker than a balloon. Yep. And then they played Michigan. And somehow the hype, again, deflated quicker than a balloon. Didn't think I had any hype left. Still ended up deflating. Just let the kid go out there and sling it and see what you have. The game doesn't mean anything. You already got your payday from going to a big-time, you know, you know, um, a New Year's Six game. Just let Drew Aller go out there and sling it around and see if you can craft some sort of explosive play for my sake and for your sake next season. We got five games left to talk about here in bowl season. One of them is my good friend Denton's Liberty Flames going up against Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl. We talk about that. Four others wrap up the show next. BetMGM tonight. We'll be right back in just a few. Head over to BetMGM to place a better three. This is BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, live from BetQL. Like Justin Fields, Sam yep. Howell. And it's 50% at best for even the top picks. So we kind of know going in, Drake May, Caleb Williams, one of those guys is probably going to bust. Right, right. That's what we're seeing right now with C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. And it's just the history of it. You can go through the drafts, like, one of two is probably going to bust. Holding a, a Bengals minus three ticket holder, and I was live on air, and the emotional swings that you see as oh, a sports better. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, and this is over. I was like, oh, wait, we have life. Oh, wait, this is interesting. Okay, let's go. <laughs> and I was so happy to have pushed. I've never been more excited to <laughs> make no money before. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was an little, emotional yeah. roller coaster, but it was so fun. It was a perfect game to remind you of two things. One, why you're a fan of football, and two, why you're a fan of sports betting.
All right, hit us on your thoughts on Josh Allen. Well, just like we're not going to do like the full MVP stuff today, probably, but, but we should talk about it a little bit when we do San Francisco and, and Baltimore. We'll obviously talk about it a bunch, probably. But just, uh, you know, like there's, look, I this time of year, all I'm doing is just listening. Like uh, the time for me thinking is kind of past. And it's just like, all right, like the, the, the papers are due, the tests are due. Like, what's everybody's answer? And like, what are they saying? And whether you like this answer or not, and you're listening, I kind of think this is where we're at. Uh, I think a lot of people, and I think that trickles down to people who vote, think that if Josh Allen wins the next three games, he's going to win most valuable player. And it's just worth keeping in mind that this is the first game. So again, Brock Purdy's price was going to, told you three weeks ago, he's the price most likely to drop. Look at the schedule. He's the safest case to make. And huge win Seattle, huge win Arizona. Those were expected by the market. Now what's expected by the market? Like, are, is there, are there any like auto wins coming up for any of the candidates? Well, Brock Purdy doesn't have one anymore. They're playing Baltimore on Christmas night. That is not a coin flip game. It is a still a, like a potential win for the Niners, but this isn't like 13, 14 against Arizona. And so if you're like, all right, like, is there a, someone who can gain momentum? And you already see a bunch of people, like prominent media people tweeting, if Allen, anybody can be ahead right now, if Allen wins all three, he wins. Okay. This is game number one. They're 11 and a half against the Chargers. They host the Patriots the week after. Host them. What's that number? Let the conversation continue with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. All right, well, the over gets home in USC, Louisville. A defensive holding call on third and goal gives Louisville a fresh set of downs. They punch it in. 35-27. Extra point pending. Easy walk-in touchdown there. See, so one more. now. One more from the Cardinal. We got 12-51. Let's get one more touchdown. Your boy's living all right. Live totals now 76.5. USC's minus 7.5 plus 135. Oklahoma State's up 24 to 6 at halftime. They are 23 and a half point favorites. The total 54 and a half in that game. But good fourth quarter brewing here in USC and Louisville's. It's 35 to 28. 63 total points in that game. Dan, always nice when you get a no sweat over. You just need one more touchdown as well to cash I, your I own. need one more touchdown for Louisville. Team total over. That's yeah, exactly. I don't really care what USC does. If they no. want to go score quickly to give Louisville the no, ball back. No, How about we get a Louisville pick six? Then everybody. All right, yeah, we can, we can do that. I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Pleasure doing business with you. Absolutely. Uh, Auburn, six and a half point favorites against Maryland on December 30th. The total is 47 and a half. No Talia Tungavailoa in this game. That's why Auburn went from two and a half point favorites all the way up to six and a half. Yeah, explain that one to me. Why Talia's not playing? Why Talia Tungavailoa, who is a senior, who theoretically is going to the NFL draft. Not a surefire draft pick. Why would you not play in a game where you can get one game of good film against a good team? That, to me, is mind-boggling. Unless he's really banking on an all-star game, whether it be the Senior Bowl, East West Shrine Bowl, whatever, unless he's really banking on one of those all-star games, skyrocketing his draft status, why are you not playing in this game? Maybe he wants to watch Ravens-Dolphins. TiVo that, my boy. <laughs> YouTube TV that, my brother. Well, maybe he wants to be there in person. Maybe he wants to watch Maybe he wants to watch Big Brother. Wait, so brother. He, he ditches his own team? I, he's like, that. Big Brother. 
Can't, their relationship can't be that good. No, it's probably not. It's, yeah, fine, good, it's, it's a fine relationship, I'm sure, but like good enough to not be with your guys to go watch him play when you can watch it on TV? Like I just, yeah, I don't I know, know why he's not playing. It's a, good, it's a good question. I like Auburn, though. I like Auburn. I liked Auburn regardless, yeah, but because too. of that, I'm like, what, what's, what's going on? Yeah, here? and right, like how's that going to affect his teammates, too, when they see their quarterback who's a senior not playing? The one thing I worry about Auburn is, does the Iron Bowl carry over into this game, right? Like, are they still feeling the effects of that? They just want the season to be over? Or do they flip the page and say, you know what? We should have beaten Alabama, but we're going to finish the season strong. You're one under Hugh Freeze. You take some momentum heading into the offseason. Guys are playing for their jobs. Yeah. Because, you know, Hugh's going to be a maniac in the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. So this is like, hey, man, I got to show that I can uh, I can be here next year. SEC is getting a little bit more a little bit more intriguing, yep. a little a little more difficult with uh, the additions. So this is your opportunity to show you can still play the SEC level. Yeah, very true. And this is also just fading a Mike Loxley team against the SEC. Like Maryland just infuriates me. Oh, my God, the amount of just the turnovers, the penalties, just the amount of times where you just want to rip your hair out. And I think people will be doing a lot of that if they back Maryland in this game. Give me Auburn, 6.5. Georgia is all the way up to 19.5-point favorites against Florida State, Dan. You had a <laughs> you had a feeling a lot of Florida State kids would uh, sit this one out. That's exactly what's happening. Total is 44.5. Now, that is a lot of points. It's gotten to the point where it's so many points that I just really don't even want to bet the game at all. So. Everybody is sitting out for Florida State. Mm -hmm. I understand the yeah, unhappiness. I, I understand too. Like with honestly, the college football playoff, but it does feel kind of weird that you were very unhappy with the college football playoff. And everyone's like, "Well, I'm going to bounce anyway." And your backup quarterback's like, "Yeah, I'm going to transfer portal anyway." Mm -hmm. Going to waited three days, yeah. four, four days. I mean, what are we? What are we doing? Like, remember, I'm old enough, PJ. To remember, like last week, when FSU was threatening lawsuits, mm. where, how are you going to threaten lawsuits while your guys sitting now? By man? the way, I know this conversation is like long gone, but where were you on the Bama Florida State conversation? Do you think they got it right, or do you think they should have gone Florida State? Do I think they got it? What is what does right mean in that context? Do you, I personally would have put Florida State in, but I'm not going to sit here and cry over Michigan and Alabama. Okay, yeah, like the, the four best That's teams got into the college football playoff. I just did feel weird with a 13-0 ACC champ not getting in. Yeah, man, that's... that's but, like, now all their, guys are, all their guys are are done. So, like, I can't I can't even feel bad for Florida State anymore because literally all your guys opting out. This was supposed to be your stick-it-to-the-man kind of a thing. Yeah, get it, a it, chance to play who may, people think still maybe is the best team. It, it makes me feel like they knew they were going to get waxed by Georgia regardless. Mm. So all that kicking and screaming and hooting and hollering was, was for nothing. Yeah. Well, they're, tw they're probably going to close as like 21-point dogs against Georgia. So <laughs> we'll see what happens there. My favorite bet of bowl season, Denton Day. Now it's at 3.5 now, so I don't love it as much, but I loved it when it was at 1.5. My Wyoming Cowboys against Toledo. One of my favorites, Craig Bull, the head coach of Wyoming, is retiring after this game. He's been in Laramie for 10 years. He's awesome. He started the North Dakota State Dynasty in the FCS Wyoming's always a great bet in bowl season because they're so well coached. They're great defensively. They run the football. They're going up against the Toledo team that won the MAC regular season, but then got dominated by a Miami of Ohio team who kind of reminds me a little bit of Wyoming, a team that wants to run the football and play good defense. They're going to be without their quarterback, Daquan Finn, who's in the transfer portal. 
Give me Wyoming. If you want to buy it down to three, you go ahead. Just take them on the money line. Put them in some parlays. Wyoming's winning this game. They're sending their coach out the right way, and they're getting this dub for their guy, Craig Bowl. Love my Cowboys. I'll, I'll ride Wyoming with you. I'm not Thank playing you. this one, but right. I love a send-off. I mean, come on. We're not losing this game for Craig Bowl. What's wrong with you? Maybe Josh Allen will go win the Super Bowl. I hope he doesn't, though. But maybe he maybe it's just the year of Wyoming, you know? Maybe that happens. We'll see. Love Wyoming, though, against Toledo. What about Wisconsin and LSU? No Jaden Daniels. LSU's favored by 10. We're getting an LSU game, and the total's only 55 and a I'm half. I am very confused by like, LSU. what do they know that they don't? Why is an LSU game... If they were playing Iowa, then maybe it should be 55 and a half. But... Man, I don't know, Denver. I mean, Wisconsin's offense has been under-delivering this season. Yeah, but it's LSU's defense. But LSU, I mean, they're worse than USC's defense, right? So I'm stunned that, one, it's 55-and-a-half. I'm also stunned that LSU is a 10-point favorite without Jaden Daniels Mm -hmm. uh, because they're not going to have a lot of their guys playing in this one. Wisconsin, I, I like their coaching staff a ton. I love Luke Fickle. I love uh, their offensive coordinator. Uh, he coached at um, Phil Longo. Phil Longo. He coached at UNC prior to uh, to coming to, to Wisconsin. But mm-hmm. that that LSU ten that leads me to believe this could be a major blowout because you would think with no Jane Daniels that line would be significantly smaller. I know they just got so many dudes on offense, man. It's insane. Louisville third and ten. Oh, they can't get a stop, Denton. Yeah, I just need if they're not going to get a stop, just let them go score so we can get this Louisville over thirty three and a half. Mason Miller, Randy Moss is absolutely killing me. I just, I can't, dude. Third, I mean, so many third down. Look at this kid. Blitz, up the gap, stays in there, buys a little time. Just throw, oh, God, I hate Louisville so much. No, I don't. You gave us Lamar Jackson. Thank you for that. Um, Liberty and Oregon is up next, my friend. I'll give you the floor. Yeah, 16 and a half. Liberty's going to cover that one for sure. Um, what scares me about this one is that everyone is playing for Oregon. <laughs> like, Bo, Bo Nix is going. He doesn't need to, oh, but uh, Bo Nix is going. All right, here we go, Louisville. Um, yep, I'm excited. I'm going to be at this game. I'm yeah, excited. First New Year's Six game that I'm ever going to, all the way out there in Phoenix. Never been to Arizona. Heard it's very nice. Excited about that, going hanging out in the desert for a couple of days. But uh, I, I'm hoping that people recognize that Liberty has – one of the best run games that we've seen in quite some time, certainly in college football this season. They're one of the the few schools that's not a uh, um, an academy to to lead in in rushing, right? So I think you're going to see a lot of really good quarterback play and a lot of really good uh, running from both teams here. This will be a high scoring game, sixty seven and a half. I'm liking the over, PJ. I got to be honest. Really, uh, I'm liking I'm liking the over in this one. I think a lot of points are going to be put up by both sides. Kind of like the Oregon team total over, if I'm being honest. I don't know how Liberty stops them. Oregon, see the mindset that you thought maybe Florida State would take into the Georgia game. That's the mindset Oregon's taking into this. They're pissed off about Washington. They think they're one of the best teams and they're going to unleash some steam. Not laying the sixteen and a half. I do like the team total over. You know what? Maybe maybe your play, your Flames could put up some points. What, what's Oregon's team total? I don't know. I'd have to look that up. Yeah, because that 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 might do it for you. If you're going to bet their team total over, you might as well just bet the over if you don't want them. If you don't think they're covering the sixteen and a half. Probably be in the 40s if I had to guess, something like that, low 40s. But uh, yeah, I think Oregon's gonna be. Able it'll to be score. it'll be a, it'll be a great um, starting to a jammed mm-hmm. New Year's Day. 
Absolutely will. Because that that day is just loaded. Oh man! Yeah, we got five. We got five games on New Year's Day, including Iowa and Tennessee. Dan, we get to watch Iowa football one more time this season. Truly, no better way to start the new year. Forget Alabama and Michigan in the Rose Bowl. Forget about Washington and Texas in the Sugar Bowl. Damn, this line is 35 and a half. That's huge. 35 and a half for Iowa. Are you taking the under? No Joe Milton, they announced today. He's skipping the bowl game. Get ready for the draft. Backup quarterback against Iowa? Joe Milton's going to get drafted? Oh, with that arm? Oh, my, oh God. my that's, God. That feels like Dude, Malik. Joe Milton's got one of the greatest arms yeah, that, like he, I've ever seen. And yeah, that's like not hyperbole. Malik Willis had the same thing. They're going to do the same thing all over. You know, that's a, that's a good comp. Yeah. That's a I, good I comp. mean, I feel I love Malik Willis, but it's going to be the same thing all over again. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I just, I am salivating over the idea of Iowa getting 11 wins and only scoring over 25 points twice this year. And one of them was against Western Michigan. The other was against Michigan State. Like, just give me a 20 to 13 game. Give me a 13 to 12 game. Iowa pulls this bad boy out and they get to 11 wins without scoring 25 points more than twice. In all seriousness, though, how good of a coach is Kirk Ferentz, dude? I, he must, he has found something. I don't understand the apple fell far from the tree because he is so good, but his son cannot coach offense. Well, that's the thing is, his son, I don't know why he had a son who coach all, coaches offense. Like, if you're in the Ferentz family, you better You are be a ready, defensive right? mind. Like, come on. I mean, that's like Lincoln Riley having a son, and he's a defensive coordinator. That team would give up 50 points every single game. He still wouldn't fire Alex Grinch no, to hire him. he still wouldn't. He still wouldn't. Dan, this was fun, buddy. It was good seeing you. Have fun out in Arizona. Yeah, have fun in the Rose Bowl. Thank you, sir. Good luck to your Flames. Roll Tide. Go Flames. Dylan, have fun tomorrow at Fenway, Boston College, and SMU. Thanks to Luke. Thanks to Grant back in Chicago. This was fun. Nick Trista Ryan back tomorrow. Bet MGM tonight. Let's go Louisville. That's a wrap. Another show is in the books. We'll be right back here tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern for the next winning edition of Bet MGM Tonight, live from BetQL.